Welcome football fans. Buckle up for another hard-hitting episode of Player 54 Podcast, a show focused solely on the XFL. From a sunny Southwest Florida studio, here's your host, Michael Lathrop. Hello, football fans. This is episode 93. June Jones, say it ain't so. This episode is brought to you by our friends at True Victory. If you are not perfect, if you have ever struggled, if you have ever failed, if you have ever been the underdog, if you have ever doubted yourself or been doubted by others, if you want to get better, be better, and make our world better, this is the perfect brand for you. Founded by U.S. military veterans, True Victory is a sportswear and streetwear brand dedicated to building everyday champions on and off the field. True Victory is not simply a company, they're a cause. Its purpose is to transform lives and elevate humanity through the power and unity of sports, positive stories, and serving others. They are dedicated to the game, the grind, and the globe. But most importantly, they are dedicated to you. If you want to strive for something better, while proudly showing others your determination, grit, and supporting people like yourself. Check out the True Victory Shop by simply clicking on the link provided in the show's description and notes and enter the code PLAYER54 at checkout to receive 15% off your purchase. As the world turns, we have another week of XFL news. In addition, this week, defensive back Anthony Chaffee joins the show to discuss his journey and the Vegas Vipers acquiring his rights. But first, we have those developments to cover. So, let's get to it. On September 5th, Pro Football Newsroom journalist James Larson reported the San Antonio Brahmas acquired the rights to the following players. Wide receiver, C.J. Windham, out of Middle Tennessee State. Offensive lineman, Joel Crawl, out of Monmouth, Illinois. On September 6th, the XFL announced the hire of Nish Mita as Senior Vice President of Sponsorships and Business Development. As a member of the league's commercial team, Mita will report to Chief Commercial Officer Josh Sella. On September 8th, the XFL posted a new series to its YouTube account, XFL to NFL, a conversation with Troy Vincent Sr. In this 14-minute discussion, XFL Executive Vice President of Football Operations, Mark Ross, welcomes the National Football League Executive of Football Operations, Troy Vincent Sr., where they discuss the relationship between the XFL and NFL, Player 54, Spring Football Leagues, Rule Implementations, and the future of the NFL and XFL partnership. Vincent stated the following, It has been a great partnership, a great relationship, rooted on information sharing. It will be interesting to see how this partnership evolves in Season 2 and beyond. Also on September 8th, XFL News Hub journalist Matt Lyons reported in his article that the Seattle Sea Dragons offensive coordinator June Jones will likely not return to the team for the XFL 2024 season. Lyons mentioned Jones' name and offensive coordinator position have been removed from the XFL website's Sea Dragons coaching staff page. The league has not yet made any official announcements. On the XFL News Hub's X, formerly known as Twitter account, host of Lyons' article, XFL insider Mike Mitchell replied with the following. June Jones resigned back on July 1st. The Seattle Sea Dragons have not yet officially announced his replacement as offensive coordinator. This news is not surprising. If you recall, back on July 1st, 
Reports surfaced that Coach Jones was arrested in Hawaii on suspicion of driving under the influence. Prior to that, he publicly stated he had informed the league of his desire to be named the Vegas Vipers head coach. Regardless of the reasoning, it is apparent his time with the XFL has come to an end. As I previously mentioned, I will now be joined by defensive back Anthony Chaffee to discuss his football journey and the Vegas Vipers acquiring his rights. Welcome, Anthony. I appreciate taking the time to come on to the show to discuss your football journey and being assigned to the Vegas Vipers. It's going to be exciting. I appreciate you having me. And, um, you know, it's, it's definitely, it was a journey, I'd say the least. It's pretty cool. Well, I can only imagine because I actually do some research. I'm not saying I'm the best researcher, but try to do some research to have an idea of who is in front of me and who am I getting to know. And you do have a little bit of a journey. So why don't we just kind of start right where the journey began? Where were you introduced to football? Where did that start, that passion? And then kind of walk us through whatever age that was to high school, your recruitment process, you know, that eventually led you to playing your collegiate ball at Division One Power Five Rutgers University. So could you just kind of walk us through that a little bit? Sure. So I got into football when I was five years old with my father, and he introduced me the landscape of like full pad flag. And then at six years old, it was full pad tackle. It was a coordinated scrimmage, basically every game. And the teams would just have different names. So then when we go to different towns and stuff, they'd just be live, which is awesome. So when I was young, I really got into the aspect of you know, loving football. I think it transitioned more so when I was in like eighth grade to freshman year, knowing I could kind of, you know, run a little bit. I was kind of like a step ahead of some people around. I played offense a lot. So I was running back. And then I got introduced to corner first when I was a freshman at RU. So I'd say after a very good high school career, I got only one offer. From Rutgers, it was on junior day, my junior year. It was in a basketball game. So they offered me Coach Flood, um, and I committed on the spot. Because I always wanted to go to Rutgers. It was close to home as well. I lived 35 minutes away. So it kind of was like I wanted to have that exposure to college, but I also wanted to be close enough that my family could experience coming to games that's how it's always been my whole life. So we kind of wanted to keep it same as, same as. From Rutgers, I did very well my freshman and sophomore year at corner. After that, I played safety my last two years. We had some people go down. So I kind of went back in the back end. And I, I honestly had one of the best years I had. I had like four interceptions, like two sacks, a couple of TFLs, like 60 tackles. And it was my first year playing safety. So I was like feeling really good, you know. But going into it, my last year, I went to, uh, throughout the draft process, got picked up by the Oakland Raiders. Actually, the guy, Joey Klinkscales, was with Vegas. So funny. So 2017, I'm with them. Now Oakland Raiders. I didn't make the team. I get released. I didn't get picked up. I had a workout with Jacksonville in like October of that year. And I stayed out. Didn't get anything. I... Did a pro day again with Rutgers, and then I went to Canada 2018 and 2019. Started both years, went to the Great Cup my first year in Canada. We lost. Second year did very well. 
And then 2020 COVID year, I got signed to the Jets. So I was able to, you know, leverage the the CFL, bounce into the NFL. Now, I got cut by the Jets when we started going into camp. We started camp like August 10th, and then they cut me like August 18th, and then brought me back, cut me August 25th. That was kind of fun. I had no preseason games. I wish I did, though. It would have been cool. I go back to 2021, go back to BC, and I play the BC Lions in Vancouver. I do well. I play Sam linebacker there. And then Joey Klinkscales actually was with the USFL, the Tampa Bay Bandits, but now the Memphis Showboats. He picked me up and drafted me there. And then I played a year there, did very well, led the safeties and everything and all the DBs. I get released in 2023. And I didn't get picked up by anybody in the XFL. Kind of, it's been like this year off. And then now the Vegas Vipers have my rights, Joey Klinkscales again, you know? So it's like third time's a charm with him. So hopefully things work out. The season comes up, try to get a championship, honestly. I always think it's interesting to look at these journeys, right? So it's one thing to play college ball, the transition into professional, because it's all different for different people. Some people are drafted. Some people, you know, get signed as a undrafted rookie and then whatever, just come in. And like you said, some of them are short stints and you're out, but then you might get different chances. But then like, then you're to the North of the border where you have your stint with, was it the Ottawa, Ottawa Red Blacks and the BC Lions and stuff. So, I mean, it's not like you just got a sliver of the smallest of taste of professional football. You've gotten it from the Oakland Raiders. Well, now the Vegas Vegas. Raiders, but I'm like the Jets, which is essentially like your hometown, you know, between them and the Giants, right? The local team. minutes away. Right. That's pretty cool, right? So I don't know if you were a Jets or Giants fan growing up, but it doesn't matter, you know, right? Just the opportunity to be that close. Oh, okay. Hey, it doesn't even matter at all. (laughs) Yeah, not at all. (laughs) But it's, I think it's always kind of cool. Can you just kind of share what those experiences were, right? I mean, so the NFL, obviously, it's king, right? It's what you've been striving for probably your entire life, the dream. But to kind of shift that even to go to play in Canada for a little bit, obviously, it's a different brand of football. I mean, some people just don't give it, you know, a fair shot yeah. or as a fan because it is different. The field's different. And obviously, number of players and the yeah. number of downs, right? Like, it confuses yeah. some people when they first start watching. They don't have four downs. So can you just share how that transition was and what did that ultimately do for your game playing in Canada? So I was at the Sam position and it's like a hybrid box safety as well as nickel. So I would have to cover like people in the slot, man, I'd blitz, short zone, deep zone, you know, you name it. So I was able to get a good glimpse and good game reps with ex-NFL and, you know, real good CFL talent that guys could really run. Also, there's a waggle. So I'm having, I'm standing at five yards and I'm having receivers run at me full speed. And now I have to really think what's going to happen, you know? So it's like logging over the amount of snaps I've had in Canada the three years, you know, uh, I have almost 140 tackles and stuff. So it's like a couple of interceptions. I've done very well, but it's just a matter of being able to be 
well versed, those game time, 100 mile an hour reps, you're in a different type of game. You adapt. It shows, you know, your mental. There's a lot of things that really weigh into it because um, it's not just you going up there and playing the same football. Like if I come to the XFL, it's different kickoffs, right? Right. Um, necessarily similar rules as to a normal 11 on 11 game. But the nuances would be tweaked a little bit like the USFL. They have different things as well. So it's it's like being able to adapt and then like perform at a consistent level where you're starting and making an impact. I feel like that's where, you know, you get a player like me to come in. He's been playing in multiple leagues at a high level, you know, not just playing, but starting and contributing. So that's why I feel like if you go north of the border, it's very good. At the time when I had to go, it was very opportunistic. But now, you know, I'm trying to network these U.S. markets. So, well, right. It's home. And, yeah, and you can't exactly. fault anybody for wanting to play home. Now, that doesn't always mean your hometown or your hometown city. Yeah. But just, you know, being in the United States and still striving to, you know, achieve the National Football League. And, and I get it. So, I mean, I, I'm sure most other people do as well. Obviously, you've had your time north of the border, you know, some trials to the National Football League teams, even played in the USFL. So now you're on the XFL's radar, Joey Klingstales. Now, okay, you had a connection there, so maybe yeah. not everyone is as blessed to have that. But networking is as part of the real world. Right. doesn't matter if you're in business or yeah. if you're in football, right? So sometimes it is who you know, but you still have to have the ability to back it up. So. Here it is. The XFL is an opportunity. How did this come about? Did you put yourself in the, in the ring for showcases? Did you get invited to yeah. the combine that they had in Arlington well, just back last month? So I'll explain how like how exact it went down. And it was it's, it was really crazy. So before the Maryland showcase, the DC one, I was just talking to my dad about it. And I was like, yeah, if I could get into it, I can. But it shows it's sold out online. And we reached out to Anthony Beck and we had a connection with him through one of our buddies, Anthony Fooch at um, Rutgers. He's a media guy out there. So Coach Beck was able to get me a spot as a walk-in for that showcase. So it's like that Saturday at like five o'clock, they let me know before the showcase. And I'm like, damn, okay, this is good. You know, it's three and a half hour drive. I'll go now. I'll get a hotel, wake up in the morning and shoot over. I'm in Jersey. I start driving halfway there. I forget my wallet. So I definitely needed that. I had to drive all the way back. Then I slept home. It was like 11 o'clock, slept till three, woke up, hit the road, got there at 6.30, ran like a 4.4, had like a 6.8.1, three cone, did very well my position drills. And I see Joey there. I'm like, damn, what's up, Joe? How are you? And he's like, good, man. I would have drove up with you, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was good. So then uh, Dave Dykeman, he got a couple of guys and brought us aside and they Im invited us all to the showcase. So I was like, wow, you know, that was really, I basically, you know, I accomplished what I wanted to fast forward to now the showcase. And now I'm there. I get interviewed by the battle Hawks, the GM. He's a great guy. Like I, I kind of, kind of thought it was all I would go there if they were to pick me up, if they were to do a draft or something. So 
they say they like me. I didn't have to run the 40 or do any other drills because I did the showcase times. They were good. So they were like, just do position drills. I did position drills, did very well. So then actually, um, I was kind of just waiting for what was going to happen. I reached out to the Battlehawks GM and he said, you know, there might be a, a little draft through the GMs that, you know, from the showcases. And he said, just be alert. And then next thing you know, Coach Blevins, Anthony Blevins calls me. And then I get my rights picked. He was like, yeah, we're looking forward to having you. Basically, just stay ready. And then I I texted Joey and I was like, what's going on? You know, let's do it. And he's like, man, I'm, uh, you know, I'm really excited to have you back. You look good and all that stuff. So that's exactly legit how it happened. So you had conversations with David Bowler. That would be the uh, DPP of the Battlehawks. Yeah, so I was talking to Coach Bowler, and he, you know, he's awesome. Such a great guy. Like, I have utmost respect for him. And, like, what they're doing, too, you see all these guys getting picked up. So, But it had you thinking one way, right? You thought, well, this is my end. This is where it's coming from. So when Coach Blevins informed you that your rights were secured or, you know, you were selected by the Vipers, it was a bit of a curveball. I mean, so can you kind of just, without giving away all the – the intellectual property, the things we were not supposed to say. What was that conversation like? Because Coach Blevins is going to be a first-year head coach, but he's got quite the resume in the National Football League. So he was just very, you know, he has a style of football that he wants to run. So, you know, we FaceTimed. Like, he called me and we FaceTimed. And he was like, what are you doing? I'm like, you know, honestly, I'm at my uncle's business eating, you know, salad, had a nice workout with my girl. He's like, all right, you know, let's FaceTime. So we were FaceTime and just chatting. And basically he was saying the way we have to run the team is a very consistent manner. We're not going to just try to overload you with information and let you go run. We have to do it methodically. And if, as long as we build like the right way to play the game, play it hard, play it fast. And, uh, you know, a hundred miles an hour, you make plays. And um, he's, and his NFL resume too, you know, like you just said, is very uh, it's comforting having a guy like that. And I even introduced myself to him. I saw him at the showcase as well, so it was good to kind of reconnect again. And then um, um, I played for Rod Woodson in Oakland when he was there. He was my coach when he. So I was I was kind of I reached out to him as well, and I was like, Coach, bring me on, man. <laughs> What's going on? But I didn't know that they were even interested because I saw them bringing in, like I saw the names of people and what they, you know, what positions and stuff. So I'm like, all right, cool. Like I don't, they're bringing in DBs and stuff. The Battlehawks need a DB. It's kind of working out. Coach Beck wanted to see me run maybe. And then he told Bowler, like have a chat with him. So we spoke, but honestly, I kind of had my backpack there, if anything, but I'm really thankful for um, Coach Blevins and Kling Scales, Joey Kling Scales. And I'm really took this year, worked out, stayed in shape. You know, as they could see, like I still ran proper numbers and, you know, running a 4-4 coming out of a three and a half hour car ride. I told them, I was like, I'm, you know, I'm just ready to go, you know, ready to hit somebody, make an interception, do something. Right. To talk about football, and I think yeah. this is where a lot of XFL fans, obviously in the lead up to 2023, every time they feel like you're getting there, there's a lot of talk. But finally, we had football. And now 
here we are. We're talking about football again without really being camp or in the season. So let's kind of talk. Are they bringing you along? Has it just been the one conversation? Is there a future date where they're going to do Zoom meetings and bringing people together? Have you connected with any of your teammates? You know, besides, besides coaching staff, have you connected with any teammates and stuff like that? Are you kind of heading in that direction where it's feeling a little bit more real? Or is it just like, it's all right, I know, but now it's a wait and yeah. see. So right now it's a wait and see type of deal. My thing is I spoke to coach, uh, well, Joey Klinkscales. We have a good relationship. We've known each other for a while too. And he said, wait till October. They get a lot more information. They have meetings because right now we're really a far ahead there. We're doing a lot of preliminary stuff with the combine, trying to get some more guys, you know, eyes on different people. So that's kind of where we stand. And then, Probably more information will come then. It's more of right now, staying patient, staying in shape. He's like, you know, just get ready for camp and then we'll see you then. You know, he's been true blue. Well, that kind of makes sense, right? Because yeah. we were told that there was going to be a draft this fall. And yeah. now today they dropped news that there's going to be two more supplemental showcases, one on yeah. October 7th and one on October 21st. So yeah. we know they're still in the got to be coming for talent all the time because, well, the NFL comes calling anybody, they're going to go, right? They're going to let them out of the contract because it is the league of opportunity and they're not going to hold anybody back from the opportunity. So I understand they got to constantly kind of keep those coffers and be prepared of who they are interested, whether it be somebody like you, because, hey, if the Jets or Giants come calling, you're probably going to run to yeah. the Jets or Giants, right? Just hypothetically. Yeah. It's not saying that's exactly, but, you know, I, I get it. So, there is a lot going on and, you know, we had heard it was reported that there was going to be some training camps or tryouts and stuff this fall as well, starting here in September. So if those things are happening, yeah. they are in a very busy, still scouting and kind of combing through all that data. And then just because one or two coaches like them doesn't mean everybody else. So you got to kind of come and come to a consensus. And I, I get it. It's, it's a process, yeah. something that I've never been in the room for. So yeah. I can only imagine it's far more intense than I could even yeah, imagine. Oh, you really can't believe, like, you know, you get all these guys, they're all the statistics and stuff. You have to really understand the person you're bringing in, too. So that's what one of the GMs said. It's like not as much talent-wise, but we need to bring in the people for the league, good people. Well, right. You're an ambassador one way or another. Yeah. You know, you're going to be that front and center exactly what everyone sees and thinks of whether it's the yeah. team the league so i completely get it yeah. so i know it's not reinventing the wheel you know you got to wait for training camp which is in january yeah what are you doing differently is it just business as usual you're kind of got your routine and you're not strained from it are you tweaking it in any way because maybe there may have been a few recommendations so what are what are you up to these days so right now i'm currently a mortgage lender in new jersey uh, residential. And I also do credit card processing. So I help businesses save money. And with that, I give them, you know, with our program, it's unlimited processing. It's it's a pretty cool program. They pay one small fee a month and then you make a hundred percent of your profits. And I picked up coaching, you know, I coach the eighth and seventh graders in Livingston. It's like a town over. It's with my uncle. I do the defense there. It's good because, you know, you stay in that mental aspect, you're teaching the game and not necessarily what you're going to run and what league you're playing in, but it keeps you just talking X's and O's. 
the thing with me is I've always stayed, you know, in a similar routine. I've been adding now, you know, I wake up early in the morning, you know, 530, I hit the gym at six. I try to go 11 to 1230 for running at test with John Hilleman. He's a running back for the Brahms and Mike Tverdoff. They're both Rutgers guys and from Jersey. So I, I work out with them. They're both on the Brahms. But I think closer to around like 10 or 12 weeks out, I'll probably get more strict and get in a better diet. I mean, it's not like I'm eating bad, but I've always ate well because my dad owns a business for, you know, I'm wearing a shirt. He's owned a business for, you know, 42 years, 43 years coming up. So it's like, but we're always eating good. I work out twice. I keep the same work routine. I'm in my office. I like work behind my computer too from Wi-Fi. That's how I kind of structure it. It's like work out early and then I have my day with work after. There you go. This probably seems like an odd question to you because one way or another, you have been front and center, but I'm pretty certain there's people that may not be all that aware of you, whether it's from your college days, whether it's, you know, playing in Canada. I know there is a segment of real diehard fans here in the United States that still watch the Canadian game, but there are some people that have it. So if some people can't recall back to your college days or weren't necessarily a, you know, maybe they're just an SEC type of fan and they, you know, they don't deem that brand of football good enough. You know, everyone's got their, you know, their own ways. I'm a Syracuse football fan. So I, I mean, I yeah. guess any brand of football is good, right? All right. No, that's... <laughs> anyway, that's a... you got to poke fun at yourself a little bit every once in a while. But I guess what I'm getting at is if you had to explain who you are as a player, you know, Viper fans should anticipate seeing from you come the 2024 season. If you're blessed to be on the roster. Exactly. Yeah. So God willing, you know, I'm kind of like the, I I try to be a step ahead. I play fast. I'm a smart player. I'm on my throwing my body, laying it on the line, you know, getting the job done. You know, I really have a knack for the ball being able to, you know, if I'm making a tackle, I have a guy up and I can punch the ball out. Yeah, I could. I'll do that. You know, instead of just bringing them down and which will help us in the end. Right. So my thing is, it's not like I'm going through the play and then just doing the play. I'm playing a hundred miles an hour and I'm still trying to analyze and be a step ahead. So I, I really pray on being able to play with confidence too. I have, you know, knowledge of the game and very different schemes. So I could go out and be very comfortable playing, you know, I blitz off the edge. I could tackle kind of well-versed, but, uh, it's just doing 110%. Well, Anthony, just to honor our time frame, it's been a pleasure. I really appreciate okay. you taking the time to come on to the show. And perhaps later on down the road, once the hard work hopefully yeah. pays off, God willing, like you said, and you're a Vegas Viper, uh, we can maybe have you come back in the future and discuss your Vegas Vipers experience and XFL experience for that matter. Yeah, let's do it. No, for sure. I appreciate you, though. And um, I'll give you my info. So we could definitely connect and um, do this again. All right. But before I let you go, if you don't yeah. mind, and take a moment to let our listeners know where they can follow you. And I think yeah. you got a couple irons in the fire, too. I think you got some side projects or I think I saw something on social media. So if you want to go ahead and plug your social media accounts and whatever you got going on, please do. Yeah. So I have my Instagram right now is Anthony Chaffee 31 
I also have a Twitter and it's a Chaffee 06. And yeah, I have a, a little Amazon store I put up just the different stuff I have and what I use even on the field as far as gloves, cleats, like visors, stuff like that. Just trying to keep everybody with the up and up. And I have a lot of connections with those companies too. So just helps us all out. But, um, you know, I really appreciate the time. And thank you so much, dude. Really appreciate Welcome. It, I appreciate you taking the time to come on the show. And uh, we'll be in touch later on. So thank you. All right, Mike. All right. Catch you later. Peace. I am grateful to have Anthony on the show. As you know, I enjoy connecting with players and learning about their journey. Unlike most of the guests who have graced the show previously, Anthony is a seasoned professional. Seeing he is only 29 years old, his National Football League, Canadian Football League, and USFL experience is something the Vegas Vipers can utilize as they revamp their roster and look to turn things around for the 2024 season. Unfortunately, we do not have any fan line messages this week. If you have an XFL-related comment, question, or hot take and would like it to be heard on the show, reach out to the fan line by calling 863-TALK-XFL or 863-825-5935. Doing so, your message could be included in an upcoming episode. All good things must come to an end. This concludes another episode of Player 54 Podcast. As always, I am interested in receiving your feedback. So do not be a stranger. Reach out to let me know your thoughts. And if you do so, your comments might just make it on the show. But before you go, do not forget to subscribe and rate the show on your platform or choice. One last thing. If you are interested in checking out our friends over at True Victory, do not forget to click on the link in the show's description and notes, as well as that sweet code, player 54 or 15% off your purchase. Thank you for tuning in. Till next time, cheers. Thank you for tuning into today's show. Don't forget to subscribe and rate Player 54 Podcast on your platform of choice. You can follow the show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Player 54 Podcast. Do you have a question or topic you would like to have addressed on the show? Message the show via social media or send an email to player54podcast at gmail.com.